because I realized halfway through cooking that I don't think I've made a pancake since I was maybe like 10 years old. Oh God, what kind of life are you living? A waffle life, brother. Hello, I'm Cole Sauer, and welcome to Let's Be Best Friends, a podcast where I talk to people that I barely know and try and convince them to be my new best friends, because in times like these, who needs enemies? Today on the show, we have a very lovely and excellent producer who specifically wanted me to mention that her basement in her Animal Crossing house is a nightclub, Susan Wasick. Hi, it is a nightclub. <laughs> and I pronounced that right, right, Wasick? Yeah, Wasick, the soft C. Well, people think it's chick or kick, but it's a soft C, baby. Yes, soft C. Just that's what they called me in high school. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on here. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm, I'm chilling. I have the day off work because um, I have been working during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm really, uh, th this was my big thing on the docket for today. Yes, I'm on people's schedule, baby. We got there. <laughs> Uh, so the first, uh, the first thing I like to do on the show, Larry King always said the, there's five questions you have to answer in every interview, who, what, where, when, and why. And because I'm a bad interviewer, I like getting them out of the way first. So who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Ooh, okay. Uh, well, I'm Susan. Uh, I am a producer and performer, um, in Toronto. Um, yeah, I sort of, came into producing recently in the past few years and I really enjoy doing that mm -hmm. performing a little less these days um and yeah I work uh, primarily in the comedy scene but uh still in and out of the theater scene as well okay so when you perform do you do comedy or do you, are you like acting um I have done all of the above okay. um <laughs> I uh started training in music theater performance okay um like I've been singing my whole life okay um trained singer and so I did that for a while I went to music theater school, of course, performed there, performed after that. And then I got into comedy mm -hmm. uh, and I started doing stand-up. And everything um, went downhill. <laughs> and everything went downhill. Um, no, it, I mean, it, it didn't. Uh, <laughs> it easily could have. <laughs> um, I. Uh, what's funny, though, is when I went from, from music theater, I, I sort of started producing... Um, because I, I like producing better and then I started doing stand-up and I'm like, oh no, I still like producing better. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't really do as much actual stand-up these days as I do produce shows and I'll, I host, uh, one that I, I produce every month. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, the, the performance has sort of died as the passion and the producing as the main passion. Interesting. So, so yeah. that kind of covers what do you do, but ha so how <laughs> did you... So first, I want to know how you got into performing. So has, has musical theater been something you've always, like you were always interested in, so you went to school for it, or? Um, well, I wanted to be a pop star. Um, I wanted to be Christina Aguilera. Um, so I, I was singing from a really young age. Um, my mom said, stop that. That's not a thing. <laughs> You're not going to be a famous singer. And I was like, I am. I remember vividly, I went with career day in junior high, and I went mm. dressed up as a pop star nice um people came as like doctors and lawyers and i was like i made a microphone out of a dowel and i was like i am a famous singer i am christina aguilera <laughs> um but then after that i i joined uh music theater in my high school just to be able to sing more mm -hmm. 
And then after that, I was like, oh, wait, I want this to be my career. I'm Broadway bound. Mm-hmm. Uh, put me in Chicago. Um, and then I went to music theater school where the dream slowly died. But hey, yep. you know, That's dreams change. <laughs> so, okay, then I want to ask first, what's your favorite Christina Aguilera song? There's a correct answer, I feel like. That's <laughs> a correct answer. Well, I will say her entire stripped album did change my life. Okay. Um, there's a song in there I really like called Love and Me for Me, and it's very understated. Okay. Probably my fave by her. Um, but in all honesty, my I love Christina, but I've turned into a Britney fan. Like, because it used to be right to Britney, to Christina. <laughs> and I used to be like, Britney is so great, but like Christina's a better singer. And now I'm like, Christina who? Damn. You crossed the I, line. Uh, I did. You What's your fr- favorite Christina song? Uh, Genie in a Bottle. Okay. So, yeah, I do like the classic Best bops. That's, it's that's a very good a one. It, it also was, like, one of the first songs that I was like, oh, sexual. <laughs> <laughs> you got to rub me the right way. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember when I first heard that when I was, like, like young teenager, and I was like, we're doing what? What's going on? Hello? <laughs> Pardon me? <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, and then, so what's your favorite musical? Ooh. This does not have a right answer. Yeah, it's changed a few times. I would say for the longest time and still currently, it's probably American Idiot, which is the Green Day musical. Okay. <laughs> I was never that into, like, golden age musicals and mm. classic musicals. I think that's why I sort of gravitated away from theater because I love contemporary shows. I love jukebox musicals. So American Idiot is a great show. It's weird, but great. I've I've never seen it. I remember when it came out, I was like, how the, how do you make a green day musical? (laughs) Um, It's, it's weird. Mm -hmm. It's very like, fuck the man. It's very uh, like rebellious teenager vibes. Um, But uh, it's great. I've seen it staged. Uh, I saw it staged actually here in Toronto, and it was oh, awesome. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so where was your first show? Do you remember? Um. Yes, I actually have two answers to that. Hit me. <laughs> okay, so my first um, show that I technically count was when I was in high school when I first got into musicals, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Footloose. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, and I uh, ended up getting the lead my first year in a musical, and I wow. was like, "I'm a star is born." Um, I so I was am rusty. Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I was rusty. She was like the fast talking boy crazy, um, and then she has this big solo about how she likes her boyfriend. <laughs> we stand women roles in musicals. Oh yes, yes. Um, but actually, though, if I had to see my true first musical ever. Uh, it was when I was in grade two, <laughs> and I did um, a show called The Three Piggy Opera, which is a play on the Three Penny Opera, Okay. Um, but it was about the three little pigs, Right. Um, and I was the mother pig, <laughs> and I sang like a goodbye song to my pig sons as they went off on their journey at the beginning of the show. <laughs> to go build houses. Yeah, and I was like, and don't forget to write. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where was your, so where was the first show that you produced? Mm, oh, uh, so I did, um, a one year program in, oh uh, God, I don't remember what year it was, probably 2011 or 2012. Okay. Um, I did a one year program called the Performing Arts 
prep program. It's at Sheridan College. Okay. And it's kind of like a one-year program to get your feet wet in performing in all things theater. Okay. And I did not want to produce a show. I was going to perform in one. I was going to audition for all my friends' shows. And mm. then I decided to pitch a show because I just had this, like, incessant need to, like, do something. Mm-hmm. Um so, uh, yeah, it was, I think there's so, sort of always been this like little producer brain chirping in my back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that was the first show I produced. It was a, a review of Canadian music okay. called When the Night Feels My Song. Ooh, yeah. very, very mysterious. I like it. Oh, it was a Bedouin Sound Clash song. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> I but mysterious, love it. yeah. It's but yeah, it's got it's very cool. It's uh, it very much sounds like something you would describe as a music review. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's got that kind <laughs> yeah. of title to it. Um, so when so when did you decide to switch to producing? Because you said you didn't want to do um, you didn't originally want to be a producer. You wanted to be a Broadway star, pop star, all these sorts of things. When does that? For one, when does that transition to stand up? And two, when does that transition into production? Yeah. Um, I think it was sort of something that crept up on me a little bit. Mm -hmm. So after I produced that show, um, I went off to a music theater program um, to still work on performance. Mm -hmm. But I would like produce little cabarets here and there. And then one summer, I realized there was no performance opportunities for the music theater students who stayed in that town in the summer. Mm -hmm. So I produced a show and we toured around the area. And it's funny, I was just doing all these things because I was like, well, there's no performance opportunities. So Mm -hmm. like, let's make some and I'll make them and I'll figure it all out. And then it wasn't until someone actually was like, so you're a good producer. Hey, I'm like, Oh, is that what I'm, is that what I'm doing? Is that my title? Yes. I didn't. I'm like, I'm just putting together a show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was sort of how it started was throughout school, just this kind of need to create work for myself and my friends, Mm -hmm. um, which had been taught to me by a teacher uh, in the prep program that I mentioned before. He was always like, make your own work. And I was like, "Okay, fine, (laughs) (laughs) because no one else will do it. Um, So, yeah, I I guess it was sort of like a stubbornness and an unwillingness to just sit and do nothing. Yeah, you're getting used to I think that's very amicable that you're like, you're just like, you know what? We're in this town. No one's doing anything. Fuck it. I want me and my yeah. homies to do a show. I was like, my friends are all very talented and we're all sitting on our butts tanning all summer. Like what? We need something to do. <laughs> it's funny because so, so when I, I went to college for broadcasting and they teach you the exact opposite like mentality of not of like the making work. But when I got out of college, I was like, I'm a producer. I have produced podcasts and radio shows and it was like all like podcasts that got two views and college radio shows but it was like i'm a producer award yeah. nominated me <laughs> and where did those awards come from did college you also radio. produce those oh college radio awards okay you know what that's a step up i didn't get any awards for the cabarets i produced so. no you should have no <laughs> don't worry I'm st- i didn't win i'm just i'm i i remember when i got out of college and like they asked if anyone asked for a bio it would be like, you know, the same normal, he's a fun-loving guy who has a cat and plays video games, whatever. And then it would be like, four-time award-nominated radio producer, Cole Sauer. And the first, I remember the first show I ever got booked on, they read all the people's bios. It was like one of those, like, starting in comedy shows. So they were like, they were like, we're just going to make sure, like, everyone's 
comfortable with how we're bringing them on stage. So they read them all. And everyone was like, graduate of Humber, blah, blah. And mine was four-time radio award nominee. And I was like, oh, shit. I've made a mistake. <laughs> now you're just bragging. That's and everyone's like, oh, okay. Yeah, everyone was suddenly like, fuck this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... For the why, I like to ask, uh, why do you do the thing that you do? Which is a very nebulous, very big question. So I feel like to, to kind of shrink it down, what is it about producing that that brings you to keep doing it, I guess? Um, I just get really excited, um, particularly in comedy, when I put together a lineup that is just so engaging and exciting to watch. Um, I love finding the way that different talents sort of like melt together and make an awesome show. Mm. Um, I really love, uh, one of the shows I do is a variety show. So it's not just stand-up, it's like stand-up and sketch and improv and then sometimes a magician and sometimes a musical guest. And like, that is so exciting to me because where else can you do that? And who else gets to make those kind of calls? Like, I get to decide what's on my show mm. and I get to decide what works for my audience. And it's it's so exciting. Um, yeah, I just love bringing all the disciplines together and just making it a good time. <laughs> is there like a piece of advice you have for someone who is like a performer who wants to get into making shows? Um, yeah, I would say think about why you want to get into making shows. Okay. Um, because I find that when people are producing and it's just self-serving, um, you're not really producing for the right reasons. Like if you're producing just to make yourself a star, I get it you've been waiting on the industry and they're not there for you. I get it. But also you got to create a platform for other people, not just for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I would say like, just think about even what your mandate would be as a producer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So, uh, we've got, we've gotten through all the boring introduction stuff. <laughs> Let's, moving right along here on let's be best friends i think that the best way to get a conversation going with someone is by doing something that they're interested in and so i always ask the guests what they want to do and you susan came back to me with a recipe for pancakes yeah so tell me tell me why why was this the thing that you chose well um because as you and your viewers know um we're in a pandemic right now and everyone's been baking at home yep. i have been baking my whole life. Like okay. my mom taught me how to, how to bake and to cook. Um, so I've just been kind of bringing up old recipes. I didn't have time to make mm -hmm. or, uh, really like taking time to make fun breakfasts for myself. Um, and one thing that keeps coming up is beer pancakes because I'll talk to my friends. We'll be like video chatting and I'll talk about like, Oh, I made my beer pancakes. And mm -hmm. so many people are like, Oh, that sounds disgusting. Why would you put beer in pancakes? And I'm like, you just don't understand the principles of baking and cooking, so, like, you don't get it. <laughs> beer can be used to cook with, and people have just been giving me so much shit that I'm like, you know what? I want footage yeah. of someone baking this with me and to prove it's good. That's crazy, because you sent me the recipe, for, and I, like, read down it, and I saw beer, and I was like, yes. <laughs> Any excuse. To, I'm like Julia Child. I like cooking with liquor, and sometimes I put it in the food, you know? Like, that's... <laughs> That's why yeah. I'm a human being. So you were like beer and I'm done. Yeah. I'm on board. It's funny. This recipe, my mom actually showed me. Okay. And I remember, uh, I think I was in my first year of college at the time. And she was like, oh, it's great. Because then the morning after a party, if you have a beer left over, you can make pancakes. That's, I didn't even think about it. That. That's so smart. What a legend. It's the best. 
<laughs> it's like a good like hungover activity and breakfast. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine trying to cook if I like I love cooking. Are you are you more on the baking or cooking end of the spectrum? Um I would say my baking's more creative okay. and my cooking's just pretty like run of the mill. Yeah, like it's just like the basics yeah. kind of thing. Okay. I see so I'm I'm an I'm an awful baker. I, I, I have really bad ADD. I get halfway through a recipe and I'm like, I feel like I can make this better and I start like fucking with it and you can't do that with baking. <laughs> You can, but it depends what it is that you're fucking around with. That's true. Yeah, you have to have you have to have more knowledge to screw around in baking. Whereas in cooking, like if you understand the fundamentals of cooking and like flavor and stuff, then midway through a recipe you can just scrap it and, and do whatever you want, pretty much. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm so I'm very excited about this. Now you are in your kitchen, which uh, yeah. is was a great idea. As you can see, I'm in my my normal set of my room. Uh, so I'm taking a lot of risk by putting all of uh, this flour and sugar and liquid around all the equipment I own as a human being. But that's, that's the, that's the, that's what I give to you for this art. That's very generous. <laughs> um, so I think I still have the recipe pulled up here. Is there like a specific, cause you just need like to mix the dry and then mix the wet and then combine them, right? Yeah, I don't really believe in that. Um, I think that you just put the dry ingredients in the bowl, okay. mix them up, okay. and then just add the wet ingredients on top. Because, like, why are we dirtying a second bowl? I'm with you. Perfect. <laughs> so That's get your biggest bowl. <laughs> I, so I've got, I've got my bowls. I've got. Nice. Also, I didn't know what kind of beer. I got Rickard's Red. That should be fine. I just get like I'm not a beer drinker, so I just got a basic. Like a steam whistle. I don't. What is? What is this? Like I don't know what IPA and a lager is. I think. I believe that's what I assume. It's you know like a. I think as long as you don't use a sour, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. I just. I, I know that. Um, you can use like like red fife flour and stuff like that to get like darker pancakes. So I was like red beer. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's a thing. <laughs> that sounds sounds good to me, brother. Um. <laughs> So while we're doing while we're doing our our mixing, I guess I'll use this big nice metal bowl because it's new. We just we just you still has the sticker. It's oh great! I'm very happy with it as a human being. Um, <laughs> so as we go through uh, again here on Let's Be Best Friends, I like to test the idea that you can open up a conversation with any random conversation starter. So <laughs> I'll be asking us questions. We'll be talking uh, using questions from uh, social media, and from our completely unofficial sponsor, ConversationStartersWorld.com. Please sponsor me. <laughs> Sounds good. So, while we're getting started, I want to ask, what is the best room in your house and why? Ooh, the best room in my house. Okay, so it's probably the kitchen that okay. we're in right now. Because it's very spacious. Like, I don't know if you can tell. It is a nice like, kitchen. I'm very into this. <laughs> for scale. Uh, it's pretty big. <laughs> Just for, like, scale. <laughs> yeah, it's a... The only flaw about this kitchen is it didn't come with any drawers, like, just a bunch of cabinets. So we did have to buy a little thing <laughs> from Ikea to put, like, our cutlery in. But that is a bit of a downfill. I'll say it, yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm uh, five foot three. The only downside is... My roommates decided the wine glasses should go on the very top shelf. 
Do you think they're trying to tell you something with that? I know. I, you know I'm i the only one who drinks wine frequently in this house, and they put them up there. That's bullying, I think. Mm. But other than that, it is the best room in the house. It's nice and open. It's where people gather for parties. It's a good time. Yeah. I like that. I think I think the kitchen is... Oh, do we have the, we have the same brand of flour and everything? Amazing. Okay, you're putting all your dry ingredients in the bowl first, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. I have the I have the basics of baking. It's I think literally mostly it comes down to to I don't have the patience or the knowledge base. You need one but or now, the other. But like now there's so much time for the patience. I started making bread like every other basic bitch. Um, <laughs> which is something I had the capacity to know how to do. Um, but I just didn't have the time because you have to let that shit rise. Like what's that about? See, I, I, the, when it comes to baking, so I find I can't do pastries. I, I, I can't do them, but like bread and dough I can do. Cause my first job was at a pizza joint. Oh, nice. So I've got I, uh, one of my first, one of my first jobs was at a pizza place also. Oh, yeah? yeah. It was awful. I quit so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Almost ruined pizza for me. It is, it is an, any food is an awful industry to be honest with you. If any, if anyone below the age of 18 is listening to this. Do not get into the food. Avoid it at all costs. <laughs> Unless you know a guy. Then get in. Unless you know, yeah. Unless you know a guy. Um, I've got... So, also, you have a much nicer whisk. I have this very small whisk. And it's the only whisk You know that what? This is actually almost too big. Like, look, a head-to-face ratio. I really yeah. like giving you scales. Um, <laughs> it's, like, too big. Like, I mix it in the bowl and it hits one side real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine is, like, like, my whisk disappears in my bowl. Which is very exciting for me. I do enjoy that you're giving scale because I feel like I feel like it makes what we're doing a lot more impressive. Yeah. There's so much more effort. Look look at this look at this big man using small things and this tiny woman using big things. Um our next our next question is from gifts.com. And we okay. kind of we kind of covered it, but I like I want to get back on it. What did you want to be growing up? So you said a pop star. Yeah. Did you have like so for one? Did you have like a name? Did you have like an aesthetic? Like like when I was a kid, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. So I had all these notebooks full of like drawings and like what my gimmick would be and all that. Yeah. Do you have any any kind of stories like that? Okay, I um truly thought I would get by with the name Susan Wasick. I don't know like. What, like, five-year-old is like, yeah, Susan, that's a pop star name. Susan, yeah, <laughs> Susan Aguilera. We, it's very famous. I thought about taking my mom's maiden name because I thought that somehow made it better, but I mm. still stuck with Susan. I was going to do Susan Perot, which Ooh. also kind of sounds like an old lady and sounds also like I would be singing in French. <laughs> it does, yeah. That that does kind of get you to the, the, the like, Susan Susan Boyle Adele territory where everyone's gonna think you're doing like this very like big powerful like operatic singing yeah a lot of pressure to put on yourself <laughs> um but I also I I played piano growing up I thought I was gonna be like the next like Alicia Keys kind of okay. like I I wanted to be like a singer songwriter who also played piano kind of like Alicia Keys Sarah Bareilles that kind of thing okay. um but I uh was really quite bad at piano like not <laughs> bad for like the general citizen who hasn't taken piano before i i know i understand it yeah. i just wasn't good i think people are born with musical talents okay and you can always educate yourself to do better at it but 
if you don't have like the natural gift, it's going to be an uphill fucking battle. Yeah. And it piano for me wasn't worth that uphill battle. <laughs> so how long did you do piano for? Um, God, like 10, 11 years. Oh, long, long. Okay. Yeah. Well, so the thing, the reason I know it's like a talent thing, my brother who I hate, uh, may he burn in hell. Um, anyway, back in, this is not why I hate him back in the day, (laughs) we started piano at the same time and he's only a year and a half older than me. And so really we should have been about the same level Mm -hmm. of piano skills, but he would like skip levels, be learning harder music quicker than me. And I'd be so mad because I'm like, we both practice half an hour a day. Like mom says, we both yeah. do the exact same amount of work. And I would be so mad because he was so much better than me at it. But that's why I think it's a natural talent thing. I think he was born with the natural gift to play piano. I was born with the natural gift to sing. So. <laughs> Interesting. Cause I've, I've always, I've always debated the, the, the like natural talent versus just straight up hard work. There's a, there's a Bob Ross quote that I love. That yeah, he says, um, talent is just interest pursued, and I think mm. that's one of the oh man, I think that's one of the sickest quotes of all time. Um, my mom like heard a thing on CBC Radio or something that she one time like shared with me, and oh wow, it actually sat with me. Um, <laughs> it was just that if you want to perfect something, you have to practice something like an hour a day every day for the rest of your life or something yeah. like that, and I'm like. Okay, fair, but also, I don't know. I had to go to school for music theater, and I had to take tap dancing like every single fucking day, and I'm a terrible tap dancer. And it's not like I wasn't applying myself or trying. It really was. Um, some people are just, you know, they have that Somebody in their bodies. I, uh, I, I find it, I find it funny that. So, do you play piano anymore at all, or no? Um, like if I, I gave do, you a set you... of keys, what, what, what could you do? Yeah. Do you, do, well, first off, do you have you ever studied music? Do you know anything about like music uh, theory and all that? I did vocal music in high school, and uh, and then I did I, I play like a little bit of guitar. So gotcha. very basic. Very okay. Basic. So the thing that I actually took guitar lessons for about a year. So the thing that crossed over that kind of made me a worse piano player okay. is cording. Yeah. Um. So when you're playing guitar, cording on guitar is something that is like what you're supposed to do with a guitar mm-hmm. <laughs> um because you can you can pick and you can play all the notes but chording is what a lot of people do it's a you know yeah great that's, way to that's what makes those cool sounds that everyone wants yeah yeah um so on piano i just basically now i just chord when i'm trying to accompany myself i play mm. chords instead of like actual accompaniment with like moving notes and stuff uh i just yeah like if you show if you were like playing a chord i'd be like sure yeah a major a minor like what do you like uh so i can i can play with myself but not well like again not like alicia keys or sarah Bareilles, you know yeah that's uh that's a one i think that's one of the biggest cheat codes that people like don't know about music is that like like because i grew up around a lot of like east coasters and that's mm-hmm. just like three chords it's literally just like you pick up a guitar and just like like Drink it yeah. in the evening, da, 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 da. like that's all you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. Um, FYI, I'm pouring my beer now. Okay. I've got my uh, so yeah. I'm gonna mix all my dry ingredients. I don't have any nutmeg, so I just use a little bit of extra cinnamon. That's fine. So nutmeg is like just a little like extra kiss in there. You don't need yeah. it, but it makes them extra. Brings them to the next level. A little accoutrement, which I, I just yeah. I thought I had, <laughs> so I didn't think to go to the grocery store at all, but. 
because I knew, hey, I knew I had beer at home. That's the other reason I like the <laughs> recipe. I That's so funny is I had every ingredient except the beer. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, well, you said you're, just... you're a wine drinker, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So while I'm doing this incredibly intense science, this is a question that I found uh, on a conversation blog that I really like. It's what's yeah. your go-to conversation starter? Ooh. God, that's such a hard one because, like, I don't feel like anyone, like, our generation tries to make friends anymore. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Conversation starter. Okay, well, what I like to do is because I'm never going to go up to someone I don't know at all. Yeah. Um, I will generally want to know how they know the person who's introduced me. So I'll be like, oh, oh how do you know Cole? And yeah. then we'll get into it like that. That's really smart. I've never thought about that. That's really smart. Because then... They can talk about how they know you, and then I can talk about how I know you, and then we'll get into something else from there, because maybe they'll say, oh, we work together, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, at that place, and it'll turn into a whole other thing. That's really smart. I've never I, I've never thought of that before. Because I'm not generally approaching strangers and just giving them icebreakers, because that's terrifying, and I am a millennial. <laughs> um, here's another interest. So someone, someone uh, brought this up. Some people don't like don't like conversation starters, and I know especially for women in entertainment, conversation starters can be a little bit like you know. There's a lot of conversations you don't want to have. Yes. So, what is your go-to conversation ender? Um. Usually, I <laughs> just <laughs> this is bad. I do this at comedy bar a lot. If okay. I'm in a conversation with someone, I'll be like. Oh, can you know what? I'll be right back. I just have to go talk to my friend or I'll be like, oh, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go get a drink. Like I'll say, I'll be right back. And then you just never come back. And then I never come back. That's just smart. That's just, that's just the right thing to do. That's a good idea. Yeah. Cause like sometimes, I mean, if I'm genuinely going to leave the building, I'll be like, you know what? I actually got to go. I got to get home to, I have to work in the morning. Like fair. But if I'm staying to mingle with other people. Yeah. I can't be like, okay, well, I gotta go, because that's a lie. Yeah, because they're just gonna see you. Yeah, so I'll be right back. <laughs> I don't usually, like, go, oh, so great catching up, or so great talking to you, but... Yeah, you do the pleasantries, for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty polite. Yeah. Unless someone's just straight up being an asshole. Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't... I gotta go melt the butter. Yes. So I'll be right back. <laughs> okay so i've got so you just put it you just put it straight in yeah well so i put the egg and the butter in and then i pour the beer on top and then i okay. just mix it all in mine's looking like this now Ooh. okay so i've got my i got my little measuring cup my little cute measuring cup of butter i'll put that <laughs> all up in there nice it's, also the, what are you gonna say i was gonna say the beauty about this recipe is like it's not even really a, um, a recipe as much as you can substitute beer into any pancake recipe. So if you had like the pre-mix, like pancake mix, mm -hmm. wherever it says add milk or add water, you just substitute that for beer. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So you don't even have to go through the fuss of mixing all these ingredients. If you want beer pancakes, you just get the dry mix, throw some beer and you're good to go. Okay, I gotta I gotta do something for my own for my own manly pride, because I've never actually tried to crack an egg with one hand on hand on air, but I do it all the time at home. Ah, still got it. 
That's so cool. I can't, I don't trust myself. So I can do the crack with one hand and then I'm like, careful. <laughs> I honestly, my, like, I was cooking my entire life and my first, like all of my, I spent seven years in kitchens. So yeah. I just practiced all the time. My baking is very non-theatrical. It's like the least theatrical part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> is that, do you think there's like a reason for that or, or? Like, are you, are you um, the kind of person who's very extra out of the house and very chill in the house? Yeah, I'm pretty chill at home. Um, I think I'm one of those, like, introverted extroverts or whatever the phrase is. I don't know which way you put it. Because um, when I'm around people, I really light up. But when I'm at home by myself, I'm very to myself. Also, when I'm in the kitchen, I don't want anyone in the kitchen helping me. <laughs> My friends, when they come over and I'm cooking dinner or something... They'll be like, can I help? And I'm like, no. No. And I have like four pots on the stove and they're like, are you, you don't need any help? I'm like, no, please, please just go. Yeah. You're like running around <laughs> sweating and you're like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm the same way. So like, I really like baking and cooking is like such an independent thing for me mm -hmm. that I don't, I don't have time for the show and the theatrics of it. Cause I'm like, this is for me. I'm doing this on my own. No one's watching. I, uh, I only learned, I only learned the single handed egg thing. Cause the first one of the first times I ever cooked, like, professionally, I was making breakfast at a, uh, like a, a, it was called Teen Ranch. It was like a, yeah. like a stay, at, like a stay overnight thing for, like, youngish teenagers. And so I was doing it, and uh, I was the dishwasher, so I didn't have anything to do between when service started and when service ended. So I would, I started helping in the kitchen, and we did breakfast sandwiches. And so we had this big, long griddle, and the cook was this, like, like really strict Scottishly, and she was like, all right, start cracking. Like, just going. Two eggs at a time, oh up and down this griddle. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> and so she taught me how to do it, and ever since then, I, I do it, again, at every opportunity, because I know that someday I'm going to go to do it, and I'm going to be like, check this shit out. Boom, and it's going to explode. <laughs> so I always gotta stay sharp. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's uh, never a skill that I acquired, but it's very impressive. Yes. <laughs> Accomplishment. Okay. <laughs> While I'm I'm trying to make this as not lumpy as possible, I think I'm gonna switch back to the whisk because I'm using a spatula like a like a dick. <laughs> um, this one's from Reddit, which I like. If you lived in a medieval village, what would your job be? Oh, I feel like I'd be like the first hand to like the princess. Okay. But then like I'd steal her man. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I don't know. Uh, I never finished watching it, but there was this show that my mom got me into called Merlin about yeah. Merlin when he was like a kid or a mm -hmm. teen. And, and, and what was it? Gwendolyn, she's like, <laughs> uh, she like falls in love with like King Arthur and she's like the first hand to the, the princess or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I would want that gig. Yeah. I'd want to be like, I want, yeah, no, I'm that. for sure here to help the royalty, but also going to marry it. <laughs> oh, I love, I love, cause I love the concept of you get teleported back and you're like, your first instance is like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go shack up with royalty. Yeah. Fuck, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm like, I see how everyone's living. Um, if there's a way out of this, that would be great. We'd love to live in that castle. In my head, I was like, I'm like, 
I'll be like a bartender, maybe. That'd be kind of like, no one wants to stab their bartender, so that's probably a good place for me to be. I also think that I would also then want to be one of those, like, women that was a warrior when they weren't supposed to be. Oh, yeah, like a Mulan, Joan of Arc kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm such a wimp. Uh, I'm, I can't, I could never want to fight. But, like, in my brain, I'm like, yeah, I, I'd do it. I'd run with the boys. I, I'd do what and... I fucking want to do. Yeah, I'd, I'd kill all the bad guys. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to try this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That buck's heavy. That's crazy. That um, buck's so heavy. I know you're not in your kitchen, but I was going to go put some on my pan. Yeah, you go right ahead. You go right ahead. Look at that. I'm just right here. Oh, oh, oh. It's like that, uh, did you ever see the YouTube ad with, uh, that guy would be like, I'm just in my kitchen with my Lamborghini. That's all I felt when you started doing that. That's all, that's the only thing I could feel. So you did stand up for a little bit, you said, right? I did. Uh, I stand by this. I got tricked into doing it. I don't know how else to put it. You got to tell me the story (laughs) on that one. Um, well... My comedy zaddy, he hates what I call him that because okay. it's so inappropriate. Um, Dan Curtis Thompson, who you know, I think, yes. Friend of the yeah, show, yeah. episode two. Friend if of the show, yes. To see that. Um, he, I met him really early on moving to trial. Mm-hmm. And I would just go to a lot of comedy shows without the intent of doing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just really love comedy and I like watching it. So we met at a show I would frequent. Okay. <laughs> um, and so then him and I, we got to know each other. We actually are graduates from the same college. We just oh, didn't go there at the same time because he's old. He's um, old. <laughs> yeah, and I'm young. Um, but <laughs> eventually we just started talking and he was like, oh, I'm starting up this new show for new comics. Mm-hmm. Um, which, have you done that show? I feel like. At the SoCap? Yeah, the same yeah. cap. Yep. Yeah. That was, so, my, that was my second show ever, I think. Yeah. Well, it was my first show. Ever. It used to have a different name. I can't remember what. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, Dan was like, well, I see you're always at comedy shows. Like, do you want to try stand up? And I was like, hell no. Hell no. Um, I was like, I, won't, <laughs> I don't want to try stand up. I was like, I'm, I kind of want to produce shows maybe mm-hmm. like I'm doing the theater right now. And he was like, well, the best way to learn about producing is to come and perform. And I was like, no, point. no. And he was like, no. um, but I was like, no, no. And he was like, um, okay, cool. I booked you for April. Like, it was, <laughs> I was like, cool. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So he, and he was really great. He was like, you need help. Let me know if you have any questions. And mm-hmm. I ended up doing it and not hating it. So it was great. Um, but that was Dan's fault. That little monster. <laughs> so what's what's your favorite bit that you ever did? Uh, um, <clears throat> oh, I have this joke that my friend the other day said that he, he missed me doing. Okay. Um, which is so funny because I thought he just didn't give a shit about my comedy. Oh. Um, but it's, uh, <laughs> I tell this joke about um, Tinder because I, fucking hate dating apps it's so awful. much yeah they're awful it's awful and like it's funny too because i'm queer i'm bisexual so like when i'm on apps i'm like any gender 
That's yeah, great. Anything will do. I'm, we're <laughs> anything. Not picky. We're not picky. There's got to be someone here, surely, in this whole spectrum. Um, but no, it's still the worst. So yeah, I was, I was on still the worst. So I have this joke about being on uh, Tinder and looking exclusively for women because uh, my mom taught me that men would kill me from the internet. Yep. Um, so <laughs> I have a joke where I'm like, oh, and I, I saw this woman and she was like totally stunning and we had a lot of the same interests. But in her profile, it said, bad bitches only, swipe right. And I'm like... It's not me. <laughs> and then I start listing all the reasons why I'm a bad bitch, which is like, I stole an earring once. And like, <laughs> I still earrings. listen to like... <laughs> an earring, because I lost the other one while stealing. Um, <laughs> I, I go on to say like, I listen to some 41, even their new things, like their new stuff. Uh, not just bad old uh, some 41. I wear a plaid shirt tied around my waist. Like I'm the baddest bitch there ever was. Yeah, for sure. So, Takes a lot of yeah. confidence. So then I, it's yeah, a very, very bad bitch. Um, but uh, yeah, so I swipe right because I'm the baddest bitch there ever was. And <laughs> then we start talking and it's getting really serious. And she's like, want to go on a date, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, for sure. And then I checked out her Instagram and like six photos in, there's a photo of her just holding a handgun. And I was like, ring, oh, ring, ring, ring. <laughs> bad bitches. She meant bad bitches, like yeah. rob a bank, like kill your ex girlfriend. Like bad, bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was a, she was the baddest bitch, truly. So yeah, I just sort of tell that story because <laughs> um, you know I thought it was safe on the internet as long as I was looking for not men. Uh, turns out no. Nope. nope. It's it's the funny thing is I, it's something I feel like that we can both relate on because we're both in that bisexual sphere is that people yeah. think that being bisexual, it makes it easier because you have all these opportunities and all that. And I tried to write a joke about this once. I could never figure it out. You have all, like, the world's your oyster. You can have, you know, whatever you want. But that just mm -hmm. means that you get the terrible side of every gender. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't make it better. There's just more. I used to have a joke about how people would be like, oh, my God, like, there's so many fish in your sea that it's like an ocean. I'm like, yeah, but I'm stuck on garbage island. <laughs> I tried I tried to make a joke along the same line where I was like, someone said that, and then I was like, yeah, but it's not like an ocean. It's like Lake Ontario. There's like three-eyed <laughs> fish and shit in there. Like it's not uh, it's not the right way to go. <laughs> no. Okay. I wanna get before I before I run to my kitchen to cook a pancake as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah. We have our question from social media. If anyone out there wants to get a question into the podcast, you can do so by uh, tweeting, uh, Instagram, Facebook, anything like that. I'm Old King Cake all over the internet. You can comment on any of the videos below. If you go watch the episode with Dan Curtis Thompson and you comment there, I'm sure he would love that. It would make him very happy as a human being. Uh, this question <laughs> is from Facebook, and it is, do you put the toilet paper over or under? Uh, who are you, my mom? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate it. <laughs> you know what? It doesn't matter. Whichever way it lands. My mom used to get so pissed when I would put it under and not over. And I'm like, who cares? You're grabbing the toilet paper. It's on a roll. It will roll. Did she have a reason? This is what always fascinates me. Did she have a reason for it? Or was it just like a thing? No, she would. It was just a mom thing that was like, because I said so. I was like, this is, who cares which way it goes? And now... I don't give a rat's ass. I put it whichever way I want. The person, I want to highlight this. The person who, asked, who who gave me this question said that my boss would use this as an interview question. 
do you put the toilet paper over or under? And I was like, do you know why? Like, what about a job did they gain from the knowledge of over under toilet paper? It's probably got something to do with, like, your personality type or some psychological, I don't know. Because, like, clearly I would fail that job interview when I'm like, I don't give a rat's ass. Me too. Because <laughs> I remember, I would, like, it'd be one of those questions that, like, I'd be like, What's what's the correct answer? Un, under, over, under, <laughs> over. Um, actually, there's a there's a funny thing that was sort of similar to that that I saw. Um, you know Greg Brown? I don't think so. Comedian in the city. Okay, so he is a comedian in the city who is very very funny. Okay. And him and his partner run a very successful YouTube channel. So this tiny little YouTube channel called ASAP Science. Oh, and I do know that. Is he the, he's like the blonde guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I've met him. So, um. I, he has, they're on the TikTok because they're, they're cool. On they the keep TikTok. Up with the on the TikTok. And they posted a video that was like, <laughs> um, when someone says they're moving the meeting forward two hours and it was originally at 10 a.m., what time is it at now? Noon? Okay, so I also thought noon, but then apparently lots of people think that that means eight oh because you're moving it like forward like sooner anyway oh, okay. i'll send you the link later it's really interesting because okay. then you want to explain what that meant i don't remember because i'm i don't pay attention in science class ever but <laughs> it's a really interesting thing because i was like oh i literally thought everyone would think noon but people don't yeah and apparently that says something about who you are as a person those things always interest me. Like, there's ones on Facebook too, where they'll be like, like some weird, like a trolley problem kind of thing, and however yeah. you solve it is like, it's like that says something about you. And I think for me, it always says I'm a lazy, egotistical piece of shit. So I don't like listening <laughs> to them personally. <laughs> oh god. Um, okay, so before we get into the the final the final clock hours of our of our podcast, I'm gonna go see how fast I can get a pancake out of this. Okay, best of luck. So, um, rather than making multiple pancakes like a normal human being would do, I started pouring it and realized my pan was roughly the size of the amount of batter that I had. So oh, I no. made one big-ass pancake. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> fell apart a little bit. Because I realized halfway through cooking that I don't think I've made a pancake since I was maybe like 10 years old. Oh, God, what kind of life are you living? A waffle life, brother. You know what? I also have a waffle maker. Uh, I bought one. That was a, a quarantine purchase. Um, so, like, this is how much syrup I have left because we've been going through it like crazy. See, we just we just got this 100% pure Canadian maple syrup in the nice beige bottle from my childhood. Yeah, it's got to be from a tree or I don't want it. Yeah. But it's funny. Well... So this is an interesting debate to me. Are you a, a syrup person or a or a jam person? For pancakes? Yeah. Oh, syrup! My God. I'm yeah. a I'm a jam mm. kind of person. Hmm. So you. I don't understand. Gosh, you're so much prettier. People put like non-syrup toppings on their pancakes, and I don't understand. My uh, roommate really likes Nutella, Nutella and like, type. I just feel like syrup was created i mean this isn't why it was created but from in my mind it was created to perfectly accompany the pancake i'm with you i think the problem that i have is that as a traditionalist i'm like you need to have 100 mother maple tree maple syrup 
with your yeah. with your pancakes. But then I'm also like, orange tastes good on pancake. Oh, it's marmalade, hey? This is orange marmalade, yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. I love marmalade. So I'm just gonna. I'm um, gonna... I will go for like um like a fruit. What's it called when they're all mushed up? Like, like a, a fruit sauce. Like yeah, like a like a jellier. No, not like a jelly. Like on pancakes, you know, you have like that, like a hot fruit sauce. Oh, like a, like a, like a, um, like a cooey, cooey, It's a French word. I don't know. <laughs> but I learned it. I don't first. know it anymore. Are you gonna take a bite? I'm gonna take a bite. Hey, cheers! Virtual cheers. Think. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's a great pancake. I can't even imagine how good yours tastes because mine is this scuffed, like, mound of dough and syrup now. Mine's, like, so pretty. Mm-hmm. Got that perfect cut. Mm. It's perfect because I didn't eat breakfast before this, so. <laughs> I'm going to muck that as soon as we're done here. <laughs> I made extra for my roommates because I'm a good person. See, my roommates are on keto, and I felt really bad. That's their like, fault. Because, like, we're, so, like, they went on keto, and I, being the roommate that I am, was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So I try <laughs> to, I try to not eat non-keto shit in the house. Like, breakfast cereal is an exception because I eat a lot of cereal. Mm. And, like, I have my little, but, like, I have little things that I like to eat that they don't like to eat, so it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel bad. Like, box stuffing is one of my hugest, like, cravings. I love, I know, it's awful. I love it, though. Oh, it's so good. That's so weird. <laughs> I know. I'll literally, because, like, a lot of the times I go to work, and then I come home and, like, stream, and then I, like, do work on, on the podcast or stream or whatever. So, like, I don't have a lot of free time, so I'll come home, I'll make a box of box stuffing, because it's, like, five minutes, and just destroy it, and then go to do whatever I'm doing. Just like of all the five minute meals that I cannot understand. I'm like craft dinner. <laughs> See the pro the thing about craft dinner is that it's it that is the better option, but stuffing goes on sale every holiday. So when holidays roll around, I just <laughs> I got like ten boxes. Stock up for the apocalypse. I think that's the weirdest craving I've ever heard. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so I made all this pancake batter and then I, I was like, hey, um, I don't know if you guys like want any of this. And they were like, no. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to make a fucking big pancake then. That's going to be my. <laughs> well, for future, you can also make them and then freeze them and then just pop them in the toaster. Like a homemade Eggo. That's the smartest thing ever. I think next time I would just make waffles. I have a waffle iron. I don't know why I didn't think about it until you said it. I didn't think about it. It doesn't turn out the same though, because mm, pancakes, the batter needs to be a bit runnier. Oh. So, I mean, you could do it, just add less liquid. I'm happy. Hey, you know what? I'm happy with it. I got to drink beer with my breakfast. I'm, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> so, that brings us, we're nearing the end of our, of our time together of, of the Let's Be Best Friends podcast. At the end of the Let's Be Best Friends podcast, we like to do something called the lightning round. Oh, God. So I'm going to put one minute on a timer. I'm going to ask you as many this or that questions as we can get through within this minute. We're going to tabulate the score. 
and see how close we are to becoming best friends. Okay. <laughs> so no pressure, no pressure. We've had we've had good scores and bad scores, and all of them end up we all end up being best friends at the end. So don't don't Perfect. worry, don't stress yourself. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. In three, two, one. Cookies or cake? Cookies. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Computer games or video games? Console games. Video games. Okay. Pop music or rock music? Pop music. Stuffed animals or dolls? Stuffed animals. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Uh, hot chocolate or coffee? Coffee. Morning or evening? Evening. Text message or call? Text. Uh, libraries or museums? Museums. French or Spanish? Spanish. Summer or winter? Winter. Ooh. Uh, theater or cinema? Theater. Love or money? Love. You're all soft. Books or movies? <laughs> movies. Aw, uh, movies it is, and that is our time. I love putting love or money right near the end. Because everyone always paused and is like, Shit. <laughs> I like thought about how poor I was and I was like, Susan, for yourself, you should say money. But then I was like, no love. <laughs> no love. That's the theater kid in you. You're soft. That's why. <laughs> Susan, it's been a lovely time. I'm going to tab the scores while I'm doing that. Tell the good people where they can find you on the internet and what you're up to right now. Sure. Um, so it's uh, weird times, as we know, for people like me working in the live entertainment industry. Um, but I occasionally have been putting on some online shows. But anyway, anything that I'm doing, you can find out through social media. Um, I have a production company that I run called Waysick Productions, just named after myself. Uh, so that's W-A-Y-C-I-K Productions. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram or social media. Or just follow me, because I'm a fun time on social media. Nothing's private. I'm pretty public. Uh, so just also search my name, Susan Wasick. I'm the only one who will come up. Um, and yeah, follow me everywhere. Follow me in person, but only if you're uh, six feet apart. <laughs> Good catch. I like that. Um, and so people can find you at Susan Wasick? Yeah. S-U-S-A-N-W-A-Y-C-I-K. Correct. Wow. And then uh, your production is Wasick Productions... W-A-Y-C-I-K Productions. Yeah. He's so good. How does he do it? How does he do it? Wow, spelling. Okay. Uh, so, two, four. Th Perfect. So, out of 16 answers, we have tabulated the results. And are you ready to find out how close we are to becoming best friends? I'm so ready. Susan, you have been a lovely time, an excellent chat. I wanna let you know, you have one of our highest scores of all time at a 13 out of 16. Shut up, oh my God. Can I, I think the, we have become best friends. Can I ask the three that we didn't match on? The three that we didn't match on, you may. Uh, cookies or cake, you said cookies. I don't know if you've noticed, all of my branding is cake based. <laughs> so that's Fair. an easy one, that's a gimme. That's why it's the first one, that's a gimme. Also, I would have said pie if I had a secret third option. I also would say pie. I'm, yeah. I'm so with you. Um, 
let's see, dogs, uh, pop music or rock music. I'm a, I'm a grungy kid at heart, so uh, I'm a rock music boy. That was a tough one. I will say that was the Sophie's Choice of the round. That's the Sophie's Choice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, French or Spanish, you said Spanish. I come from the East Coast, so uh, it's French all the way, baby. Fair enough, fair New enough. Brunswick, New Brunswick strong. Um, Susan, thank you so much for being on the show. I want to thank you, my new best friend, for being on the show. I also want to thank all of my best friends out there listening at home, however you listen to your podcasts uh, on YouTube and, and SoundCloud and all the places that we put it up. Uh, if you want to get a question on the show, we love getting questions uh, from any social media. It's at Old King Cake. Feel free to tweet me, DM me. My DMs are open. Or you can comment right below on the YouTube, and we, uh, we read all comments. So uh, I'd also like to give a shout-out to, uh, to Isabel Wing, for the intro to our podcast, Let's Be Best Friends, and Seth Feldman for the outro song. And that's all the time we have for today. Remember that your mom was your best friend at one point, so give her a call, and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.